0: Hello everybody, what is happening? Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales, uh, Formula One weekend, uh, Hungarian Grand Prix 2019, um, little summary of yeah the qualifying session, um, tell you what, it was a pretty entertaining session, it was, it was, um, God, there was no real way to know who was going to get it, I mean, I'd say Ferraris um, were looking good, the Red Bulls, well, Verstappen was looking good and the Mercedes were looking good. So there was a potential of five cars from three teams that um, all had a chance of getting on the uh, on the top spot. And um, it didn't disappoint. Um, I'll go through the results and then we'll just go into the breakdown a bit of it. It was, um, it was a pretty interesting one. So P1, first pole position ever that he's had. Um, yeah, Max Verstappen for Red Bull and I, I know it seems crazy to say that he's never had a, a P1 uh, like a pole position in qualifying but incredibly it's his first one so he's just been pipped at, at the post by Mercedes too many times I guess so um, so a really strong drive from him uh, really quick time. Um, Valley3 Bottas was P2. Really, really mm-hmm. close. Like literally about two foot short <laughs> of, of getting past him, you know. So it was like two one hundredths of a second or something like that. It's ridiculously close. Uh, P3 is Hamilton. Um pretty good lap from him but made a little mistake in the first sector and couldn't really cut claw it back so um, was actually quicker than the other two around the rest of the lap it was just that first sector that he messed up and that cost him so it was because so, it was such a close thing so one tiny little breaking point slightly missed or turning in a bit too soon or too late missing an apex something like that that just cost you massively in this qualifying uh, p4 was Charles Leclerc P5 Vettel, P6 Pierre Gasly, Um, pretty much a second slower than Verstappen, which is shocking. You're in the same car, I mean, fucking hell. Um, Lando Norris, P7 for McLaren, Carlos Sainz P8 for McLaren. Um, They were so close as well, ridiculously close. Um, Roman Grosjean for Haas, a really good... Uh, P9 for him and then Kimi Räikkönen P10 for Alfa Romeo um, Hülkenberg was just out of the top 10 in P11 uh, Alexander Albon P12, Daniel Kvyat P13 both for Toro Rosso um, 14th was Antonio Giovinazzi he actually I think he did qualify there but I think he's going to get a penalty and probably get a five place drop because he held up some cars in the first part of qualifying, which cost a couple of people their lap times. So um, so I think he's probably going to get a penalty, but I'll, I will double check that. Um, Kevin Magnussen was 15th. Uh, not a great day for him. Uh, now here's, here's the, probably the drive of the day it was George Russell for Williams in P16. He beat Sergio Perez in 17th and Daniel Ricciardo in 18th and Lance Strow in 19th. Um, all in much better cars (laughs) than he's got so um, incredible and then Kubica 20th so he was actually 1.3 seconds slower than Russell so it just shows you how good a time that was from Russell Um, he was just ringing the neck of that car it was just right on the edge you could kind of I hadn't seen it driving like that, that that Williams I haven't seen it being driven like that this year so far um, so it's showing that he's understanding the car more and knows where he can push. And maybe, I think they've they brought a load of changes through from the last race um, or into the last race, but they didn't really find much from it in that race. And this time, this race, they've kind of figured stuff out and they've got the setup working and they've got the tyres working and it's actually given them a much better car. So that's really good for Williams. And for George Russell, I think that's going to have raised a lot of eyebrows further up the uh, the... <laughs> the order in some of the bigger teams. So really good job from him. I think between him and, and Verstappen that's probably the, the, the lapse of the uh, of the day, I think. So um and Bottas actually they both put in the Verstappen and Bottas put in a hugely quick lapse. And uh but Russell to get that time out of that car is um pretty exceptional. So yeah, well done to him. Um the shocks from that first qualifying session, Ricardo Perez Probably should have been higher up, but um, they kind of, there was a bit of a traffic jam at the end of the lap. Like all all the drivers, when they go to do their fast lap, they kind of, it almost like form a queue at the beginning of the lap, Um, because the drivers go quite slowly to keep their tyres at the right temperature and then off they go. And there was like four or five cars all almost on the last corner ready to start their lap, and like, um, and there was only like five or six seconds to go for them to all get across the line. So Ricardo tried to just blitz past him because he knew he wasn't going to make it. And then Perez saw what he was trying to do and then blitzed it as well and just got ahead of him. And that kind of compromised both their laps, really. So um, they, they kind of tripped over each other there. But to be honest, it's the team's fault for putting them out in that situation and maybe not informing them of how many cars there were or how much time they had. Or, but I guess you should know that's a driver as well. So it's a bit of the fault of both. Ricardo wasn't happy. Perez wasn't happy. I think Stroll just didn't really have a very good lap. So, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, that. So, um, But they probably could have outperformed the other Haas and Giovinazzi. So, and actually with Haas, it's interesting. They're still running different cars. Um, so one setup, which is Grosjean, is running the setup they used in, and all the parts that they had in the very first race of the season from Australia, which seems to be a better race car. And Magnussen was running the car with all these new bits on it. And it's actually slower. So it's—I um, mean, it, let's see. it's almost. Let's see. Did it do? I mean, where the fuck is it? Magnussen in the first qualifying session got a one sixteen one, and Grosjean a one sixteen nine. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think they've got their times a bit mixed up on this thing. That doesn't make any sense. Um, unless they've been penalised. That's weird, because they're saying... Um, <laughs> yeah, they've got it really weird. In in the Q1, uh, Albon had a one sixteen nine, Daniel Kvyat had a one sixteen seven, and then <laughs> Giovinazzi had a one sixteen eight. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's really weird. So they've got their timings a bit skewed skewed if there. Anyway, never mind what you're going to do. Um, so... Yeah, then on to Q2, pretty much what happened, what expected, really. Everyone, the guys who finished in the top 10, it's kind of as you would have expected, really. Um, it's, uh, yeah, no real major surprises. The Toro Rosso's didn't have the speed this week. Renault, I don't know, Renault probably could have done a bit better, but I think if Ricardo had got through to the, the second stage of qualifying, he probably would have got into the top 10, I think, because um, Hülkenberg was really close, and I think... Ricardo's had the time on him for the most this weekend and it's just his fuck up from the first qualifying session that it kind of caught him out. So, um, But yeah, when we got into the top 10, the first laps, everyone went round and Verstappen got the fastest time. Bottas was the second quickest, Helmut was the third quickest and then they all went round again and it was the same again and they all managed to slightly improve on their times. Um, Verstappen got another half a second out of his car, as did Bottas and they literally, I mean, Verstappen was one fourteen point five seven two and Bottas is one fourteen point five nine oh. I mean it's just so fucking close. Um Hamilton was one fourteen point seven six nine, so he had like two temps that he he missed out on. So and like I said, that was he did that in the first part of the the, the, the race the sorry, the track is split up into three sec- sectors. And his first sector was t, t- two temps slower than the other two, um, Verstappen and Bottas's first sector and then actually his next two sectors were the quickest out of everyone so he, he did try and make up for it but that mistake he made in the first sector which I didn't actually see what he did because the focus was on Verstappen and Bottas mostly so so yeah it's actually good to have a nice mixed up grid and Verstappen drove really well and it's great to see him on a pole position for the first time Um Rebel is super stoked and that was actually Honda's first pole position since Jensen Button did it Um, like 13 years ago or something insane like that so that's really good for Honda, they're going to be really pleased Um, and then the Ferraris, yeah they just didn't quite have the pace, I mean they were probably the quickest in the first sector because of the power that they've got in the car because it's more about power and then the second two sectors is more about your downforce and your kind of mechanical grip so um, they lost out in those two sectors Um, Leclerc actually in the Q1, the first part of the qualifying session binned it on the last corner and sent it backwards into the barrier fucked up his rear wing but luckily with the way it hit it didn't cause any damage apart from the rear wing was a bit fucked so we managed to get that back in they swapped the swapped a new rear wing on which isn't the quickest of jobs but it doesn't take too long um and they managed to get him out and then he actually outqualified vettel by a very small margin but he still out him <laughs> excuse me i just hiccuped um so he did a good job but he again he was very critical of himself saying he shouldn't have made the mistake. That's two mistakes in as many races but it could have been worse and yeah, there weren't any major consequences for it apart from stressing out his mechanics a little bit. So I mean good job for Ferrari to get him back out because there there's only a few minutes, like five minutes between the two sessions. So really good job from Ferrari there. Um, I think they'll be reasonably pleased with the fourth and fifth. They've got a good race car. They were showing good pace yesterday. Gasly is probably the biggest disappointment. Well, for him it will be because finishing P6 when Verstappen's put it on pole. Like, normally, if one car's on pole, you, your teammate should be pretty close to you, as you can see with Mercedes and Ferrari. And it, he was so far off the pace, like, you know, almost a second, that that's not great. I mean, I don't know. He's under pressure. I mean, they've confirmed he's going to stay with the team for the rest of the year. So that's given him some reassurance. But, <laughs> He's going to need to sort it out quickly because they're going to have to figure out signing a new team. I mean, I guess with the position they've got within Red Bull, which is good for Red Bull, but not so good if you're a driver for Red Bull, is they've got this secondary team in Toro Rosso. So they can actually just bring a driver in there's no contract issues there's nothing so they could literally one race to just swap you out and just say that's it we're bringing him in and you you go back into the other team or you're out and we'll bring one of our other, other young drivers up from f2 into the car so it's a very stressful position to be in if you're a red bull race driver so um they have reassured him he's got until the end of the year so he, he it's not quite as bad as maybe it might be for Bottas because he's under pressure to perform and Mercedes basically have to make a decision pretty much in the next month or so whether to keep him or bring someone else in so this race he had to he kind of had to outcry for Hamilton so he drove an incredible lap to get he should have really been on pole but to get that close I mean I think he he did um, impress but maybe the issue is consistency for him. Maybe that's Mercedes' issue is that they need two drivers at the top all the time, basically. So um, so it's more stressful for Bottas. And hopefully he, he does pick his game up and get some good results and maybe a couple of wins because it would be really good to see him still at Mercedes next year because he does deserve it and he is quick. And the first half of this year, he was outperforming Hamilton. So it shows he's got the ability. So I think for him, it's just men- the mental side of things. So um, hopefully he can kind of get a good grasp of that and figure out what causes him to perform and to underperform and and, and figure out how to, you know, keep performing, I guess. So, yeah, Um, it's going to be an interesting race for sure. All the the cars look pretty consistent. Mercedes look good in their race pace. Red Bull were looking good. Ferrari looking good. I mean, even McLaren. Norris was driving the car really well, as as was Science. So it's going to be... An entertaining race, it is possible to pass, but it's it's difficult because the, the circuit is quite narrow, but there are opportunities to put passing moves on, so um, yeah, it's going to be a good race, I think, so that's actually happening tonight, but I'll probably watch that tomorrow because it'll be on too late, um, and I'll probably be watching the cricket anyway, so um, even though that's a bit more stressful, but never mind. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a good qualifying and like I said, I mean, it's worth watching. Definitely watch it all, and, and you'll see what I mean with George Russell slapping and Williams. He he was really driving that thing on the limit, and it's so cool to see a, an F1 car driven like that. Um, it's kind of like squirreling around, and just you can kind of see it's just twitching and it's kind of just right on the edge. So, yeah, he was super happy to be there. And it, to be honest, he probably should have been up in further up, but because um, like I said, Giovannazzi... It's, it's a shame because he held someone up quite clearly but it, it takes him too long to say yeah you did or no you didn't so by the time the next qualifying comes along the you know the person that's been held up should be, you know, it's just annoying. You know, I think they should try and act quicker on that. If it's clearly blatant, yes, he's held him up, then should be like, right, you held him up, five-place penalty, everyone else moves up one spot. So the person that was, let's say, was 15th or 16th would jump up and then they'd get into Q2 because Russell, that lap he did, he deserved to get at least get into Q2. And he might have only qualified 15th rather than 16th, but... Um, it's uh, to get up into that top 15 to get a chance in Q2. It just gives a car more television time and your sponsors more time. And, you know, it just it all adds up, these little things. So, um, But Williams seemed pleased and they're making progress. So that's, that's for me, I think it's the highlight of, of the qualifying session, really. And how close it was up at the top. So um, it's, it's really good to see that. So, yeah, going to be an exciting race. And, and it's four in a row on the bounce where it's all been entertaining and super close. And, see, this is my problem with... Um, what Formula 1's doing, there, there's all this complaining about, oh, you know, I mean, and I've said this before, sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it just takes the smaller teams longer to develop their car because they haven't got as so much money. So there's always going to be a bigger gap at the beginning of these rule changes. But now, you know, Red Bull are finding their feet, McLaren are finding their feet, Haas have got the potential to be up there but just can't figure their car out. Alfa Romeo are pretty consistent, Toro Rosso are getting better. Like it's getting... From, you know, 7th down to 15th, it's so close. Um, And then now these cars are starting to show a bit more promise and getting closer. And, you know, McLaren aren't looking too far off the pace, you know. They're they're, they're not that far off. Um, So, and then, you know, next year we'll have one more year of these rules. And then the year after, new rules, blah, 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 massive changes. The bigger teams with more money. And I know they're going to say, I will do cost cuts, but... (laughs) I don't think that's going to make much difference. The top teams are going to have a better car initially and be at the top again for another year or two. Then they'll go, oh, Formula One's broken again. Oh, you've got to fix it. Right, let's do new rules. We'll bring them in in two years' time. And then they'll just figure it all out. And It's this cycle that keeps going. If you look back through all the years and see all the rule changes and and just see what's happened and the progression of going refueling, not refueling, tyres that last the whole race. No, you need tyres that degrade and... And oh, we need bigger front wings, smaller front wings, more downforce, less downforce, blah 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 blah. It's a constant fucking thing, and they just they never just leave it long enough to really let it settle down and let the smaller teams come back and and show you know potential and you know develop their car. It just yeah, it's annoying. But you know maybe they've realised this, and these new sets of rules are gonna finally figure it out. So supposedly they are they're bringing in more ground effect downforce which means less dependence on airflow on top of the car which means it should be easier to follow other cars um bigger tires well uh, bigger wheels so that a bit more a bit closer to road tires so that's more cost effective for Pirelli because they can actually develop tires that are more relevant to the road um yeah, so it, it's um I think it's heading in the right direction, but it is just a bit frustrating that they don't give it enough time. But I mean looking at the renders of the cars they're talking about, they're gonna look like if they look like that, that's gonna be fucking sick. So um hopefully they do. And what would be good is if they go with more ground effect downforce, you can have a much sleeker upper body on the car and it would look a lot nicer without these like extra winglets and bits and bobs, which don't exactly look great. So um Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So anyway, I'm rambling. Um, So yeah, that was a qualifying session. Max Verstappen, Bottas, Hamilton, um, Leclerc. That's the first two rows on the grid. It's going to be a great um, battle. Seeing Leclerc and Hamilton fight out a bit, that's going to be good because they're close to each other. Bottas versus Verstappen potentially, but Hamilton seems to be getting really good starts recently. So that's another factor. Um, the Ferraris are always quick off the line so I think it's going to be a really great race Um, it starts in a few hours from now so if you're going to watch that tonight it's 11pm in Australia the race starts all 5 past 11, 10 past 11 something like that so um, otherwise yeah you can uh, well do what I do and stay, stay away from the internet all day tomorrow and watch it on there when you get home Monday evening after work which is what I'm going to do. So I'll be here back tomorrow night with the summary. I'll do it straight after I've watched the race. So it'll be fresh in my mind and I uh, should be up at this time tomorrow night. Um, brilliant. Cheers for tuning in, everyone. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Bye.